proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire. Today on Church and State, we'll be joined by Richard Doty. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. With me, as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren. Once again, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. The show that's going to take the two most controversial issues. Faith, politics, put them in the same room. Jesus is a referee. And every once in a while, you may have a little bit of... Scary, the paranormal. Alien, yeah. paranormal. And, and I mean, that's the thing. That's why we call ourselves a schizophrenic show because you never know what you're going to get here. Um, and right now, we've got a, a we've got a, some excellent content here. We got two shows we're going to do back to back, and we're going to be talking about UFOs with a specialist. Uh, so you're going to want to go to churchandstate.media and you're going to want to download these shows. You're going to sh- want to share them everywhere that you go. Uh, Rumble. You're going to want to download them off a of Podbeam. that we we are there we are everywhere for you guys so listen to those shows uh take advantage of all of our fine affiliates um you know if we're talking about an alien invasion uh potentially you might want to have some storable food and the best one uh since we're talking about aliens and they like to mutilate cattle apparently hey grid down chow down okay get some storable beef 10 to 15 year shelf life all you do is add water and it's ready to go you can make lasagna tacos whatever you want to do there Go to griddownchowdown.com. Use that promo code Church and State. You'll get a little bit of a discount. You can also donate no, to our... Wait, wait, oh, wait. I have to be tongue-in-cheek. Go no, ahead. No no cattle were injured in this. There was no... Uh, oh, but they there were. There was no cattle abductions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the sense of, hey, hey, they, they had a natural, well, a very quick and painless death. And then their bodies were hung and uh, organically fed uh, grass. That I, but I just got to tell you this. None, there was no alien testing. None of their lymph nodes were messed with. It was completely natural. <laughs> That's good. All right. You can also donate directly to us. Uh, you can just hit that donate button. And if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. All right. I rushed through that a little bit because I'm excited to bring on our guests. Uh, Richard Doty is a retired special agent who worked for the United States Air Force Office of Special Investigation. And uh, he's really an expert on the whole UFO phenomena. And so I know our audience is interested in it. So, uh, Richard, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm quite excited to be on your show. No, absolutely. So, Gabe, I know you've, yeah. you've been really investigating this, and, and you've got some questions that it's you wanted been, to hit right off. It's been a lengthy kind of uh I was telling Richard, I didn't know if this was the actual Richard Doty. I didn't for a while there. Um, I watched his documentary or not, not his documentary. There was a documentary during J6. This is how long ago I was actually introduced to the name Richard Doty. I watched a documentary, uh, a lady by the name of Linda Moulton, who was, she was an investigator in the cattle cattle abductions uh, a lot of that was going on january 6th when everybody was like freaking out in uh washington dc i was in florida watching this documentary and i contacted him back then and uh it's just finally now that we've connected i do have to say this 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 is actually the perfect time to be getting a hold of you richard why because we see an uptick on a like a scale that we've never seen in the last three years as far as the uap phenomenon um the office of of you know, people were, were searching this out. Senators were actually paying for studies. Um, and so we, we see bits and pieces of this evidence being released. Caleb and I have basically, uh, for the last five years, come to the conclusion that unexplained aerial phenomenon are, that there is no explanation for 
are tangible. It's physical. Navy pilots and senators have said, this is real. So we're having you on basically because the Christian community needs to talk about this stuff. And um, we're, we're going to first introduce you as in, in your background. Can you explain to people your title and your role for the Office of Strategic Intelligence? I was a special agent um, with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations as a counterintelligence officer. I investigated uh, uh, matters pertaining to threats made or posed against uh, uh, military resources. So one of the things that, um, you know, is interesting as Gabe just brought up, we've got our own U.S. government that is now acknowledging the existence of, of aliens, of UFOs. And uh, your job for a very long time was actually to to spread um, some disinformation about this. You know that the the information that was coming out from the U.S. government was it was it was weather balloons. You know that these don't exist. And now all of a sudden we're seeing our government acknowledge this. Uh, can you can you speak to that a little bit about what your thoughts are as to why the government would start acknowledging that this might actually exist? Well, first of all, I was uh, a counterintelligence officer and part of counterintelligence is deception operations when uh, the government feels that uh, someone, in, in my particular case, Paul Benowitz, was getting too close to the secret. And the secrets that he was getting too close to back then were the uh, United States Air Force secret drone program. Now, this is 1980 era, and the drone program was highly classified. And Paul Benowitz inadvertently delved into that. And so it was my job uh, to convince him it was something other than a classified government project. And now Paul Benowitz was already a believer in UFOs. He was a uh, former director of MUFON for the state of New Mexico. And so he already thought it was uh, UFOs and aliens. So that I didn't take a whole lot for me to convince him otherwise. And that's just part of it what the government refers to as deception operations, not disinformation. And, um, and so that's what I did. Um, I never drugged him or all those wild stories out there uh, that we broke into his house. We had a contract. The United States government had a contract, a written contract with Paul Benowitz, allowing us to do certain things to investigate his claims. And we followed that, and um, he followed that. And uh, we did go into his house without him knowing it, but we always told him later. We never planted anything on his computer that would uh, make him think he was looking at UFOs or aliens. Uh, that was never done. We never drugged him. Uh, so, the, the, so the operation, uh, which was very complicated, it wasn't just that uh, drone program. It was a, a, a lot of other different things that Paul got involved into. The operation was called Seven Lambs, and I was the uh, primary uh, case agent for that. But there were uh, uh, 10 or 12 other agents involved in this. And my directions came from headquarters, DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency. I didn't do this upon my own self. I didn't write the plan. I wasn't a maverick. I was just doing my own thing out there. I was following orders. Um, a plan, and uh, I implemented that plan, and we got the uh, uh, results that we wanted. So that that's uh, that's part of uh, what I did as as a, as you call would call it disinformation. We call it deception. 
Gotcha. One so of the, one of the best ways I've, I've noticed that you you can tangibly get somebody to believe something is have a little bit of truth to it. I, w- I want to speak to that because Paul Benowitz was super scientific, very well off. He had his own plane, and but he he was so obsessed with proving something that he, you know, to himself, everyone of this in this room, my technician, technician too, has seen a UFO. I've never seen one, but I believe once you see something, you start, you start kind of really wanting to scratch at that. Did you guys, because, you know, I read you actually spent some time up in the air with him. Did you ever see anything that you had never, ever seen before? Not in person. Not I. I never saw anything with Paul, uh, but uh, I. Yeah, I, I flew with Paul twice up to Dulce, uh, Archuleta uh, Mesa area of New Mexico, northern New Mexico. Um, Paul would point things out on the ground to me, uh, and claim that they were something other than what they really were. But other than that, I never actually saw anything with Paul. Now, the other side of this. Uh, operation, Paul did take some photographs of things uh, with a, a with an employee of his plant, Thunder Scientific. And those photographs were classified because they were indeed something other than a terrestrial uh, object. They were, they, were, they were probably, and back then we didn't use UAPs, we used UFOs. Um, and it was probably a, a UFO. So uh, that ca- uh, caused a complexity in the operation. That's why I'm saying that Paul Benowitz, the Seven Lambs case involved uh, a deception operation, uh, an espionage operation, an abduction. Uh, so it just wasn't one thing. Right. <laughs> it branched out into a number of different areas. So I, uh, I wanted to return back to the question that I asked you. Uh, why why is the government starting to acknowledge this? Is this, as you, as you put it, would this be part of a deception campaign in your opinion? I think there's some parts of it that, it, that, that are, uh, that it is a deception operation because you have different facets within the government uh, in the three different branches or two different branches the executive branch and, uh, and there's legislative branch uh, that's trying to uh, get something out, but not what the public wants. The congressional side of it, uh, we've had already had a couple congressional hearings. <clears throat> it didn't give a whole lot of inform- information because the um, uh, the people talking, Grush and others, uh, were restricted on what they could say because of the classification of the entire program. The entire program involving the United States government involvement with extraterrestrials is a uh, a special access program, SAP, containing sensitive compartmented information. Uh, Special access programs are strictly uh, protected under a number of federal laws, Title 50, Title 42, number number different laws, some under Title 18, which is a criminal statute. So you have to be careful what you say or how you say it. But you can skirt the issue and talk about things around it, like I do. Uh, and so uh, the government now, there's so much information out there after the Nimitz incident and the Roosevelt incident, the government has to come forth and, and, and tell the truth, at least as much as the truth as they can to the public. The, the public, public right now is yearning to know 
exactly what's going on out there. Now, here's the problem. Congress wants to tell us, some of uh, both the House members and the Senate members uh, know uh, a lot of it. They, they don't know it all, but they know a lot of it. And so they want some of that information out to the public. Obviously, anything that would jeopardize national security uh, is not going to be disclosed. But the fact that we've had contact with extraterrestrials from at least 1947, and some will say back farther, but my briefing started in 1947 that, that you know, we had a crash in New Mexico in 1947. We had a crash at Kingman. We had other crashes. We recovered extraterrestrials one live one, bodies. I think that information is safely, uh, can safely be told to the public. Uh, unfortunately, on the other side, the executive branch, which involves the intelligence community, uh, NRO, NSA, DIA, CIA, the U.S. Space Force, the United States Air Force, they don't want to cooperate with disclosure. And another element that doesn't want to cooperate with disclosure are uh, contractors that have DARPA contracts that make billions and billions and billions of dollars on these contracts. So they don't want the public to know. Uh, they don't want to lose the money. So that's that's the problem. That's the dilemma we have right now. And we see these Skunk Works projects that are, that are just off the records. And uh, just even like you said, Bill Benowitz was looking at drones and we've so far advanced that, but we still like the USS Nimitz, that kind of turning on a dime, which we've heard people like who are classic UFO people, hey, I saw this thing and it did a 90 degree turn and went a thousand miles. We've heard these type of testimonies, but we've never heard them from Navy Air Force pilots before. So that information coming out really gave concrete strength to this conversation. I want to go back up to, to an individual. I want to get off of Bill Benowitz. I want to talk about a guy named Bill Moore. Bill Moore was actually working with you. He ended up admitting in 1989 at a conference, he popped this bubble. And I'm talking the whole entire crowd freaked out because he used your name. He said that he had been working with you. And, and here's kind of where we dropped the bomb a little bit about you. You've already admitted you're a disinformation agent. But William Moore, Bill Moore had written a book in 1980 about... Roswell. And at that time, because a second ago, you just said, hey, there's bodies, there's we recovered bodies. For you to even say that is like a huge showing the progress of where we are. Because in, in, in 1947 is when Roswell happened, but nobody even really talked about it till 80 because of Bill Moore's book. You, would you agree with that? No, I agree. I agree. So, so Bill Moore yeah. put the whole Roswell place on the map. There would not be these huge events where people show up in Roswell if it had not been for Bill Moore and you. Like, uh, there's a documentary if anybody wants to watch it called The Mirage Men. I would highly recommend to everyone to watch this. This kind of explains where we're at. You, you yourself, kind of made Bill Moore outed. He was became. His own admission of saying he worked with you, a lot of people freaked out. And, and, and they kind of like one person said, what was the hardest thing to swallow is I had been so naive in believing my own lies. But the thing is, 
that's all changed now. People know at Roswell, there was bodies recovered. You just said it yourself a second ago. That's earth shaking for a lot of Christians on this show. There's a, that literally destroys their faith for a lot of people that there's physical beings that were recovered. But the, why did, why did you and so many other people try to hush it then was 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 everyone who you were working for or accountable to saying hey the public is not ready to know this yet because bill moore his i don't know if you'd call it a career he he didn't do much more after that well let me go back and explain uh how i became involved with bill moore um bill moore uh not only uh, actually we recruited, U.S. intelligence recruited Bill Moore for an entirely different reason. Bill Moore uh, was a teacher before he became a, 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 a ufologist. Uh, Bill Moore had a lot of contacts um, in within the education community, including uh, uh, people in the Soviet Union. And Bill Moore had friends, colleagues inside the Soviet Union. And that, of course, during the Cold War, and so what we originally used Bill Moore for was to uh, conduct a, a counter-espionage operation, making a contact uh, with these people within the Soviet Academy of Science uh, and corresponding with them, getting information from them through Bill Moore. Uh, we would ask Bill Moore to do this, get this information. Bill would, Moore would write letters, get letters back, and so forth and so forth. But also, <clears throat> Bill Moore had contacts within the UFO community, uh, APRO, NICAP, uh, MUFON, a number of other uh, UFO smaller groups, area groups like CAUSE, the Ohio group, the New Jersey group, and so forth. And I was told then, uh, then we, I needed to make contact with Bill, and we would, need, we would like to have him report to us what was occurring within uh, these different UFO groups. And that's what Bill did. Uh, Bill was a uh, spy, you want to call him, or a source of information. We call them assets. Uh, Bill would report back to us what uh, we asked him to get within the UFO community. And the arrangement was, what, 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 what was he getting in exchange for? You, you're getting information, but you're giving, were you giving him information? What was the exchange? No, they were exchanged with money. <laughs> we were paying him to do this. He was on uh, the payroll of the United States uh, Intelligence Service. And uh, so, um, and he did it. He, he agreed to do it. Um, we, didn't, uh, we didn't provide uh, information to the group, uh, uh, faulty information or what you would call disinformation. We just got information back. Okay. And I, I, I believe me, there's a lot of information that went to these UFO groups that U.S. intelligence really wanted uh, because they got some firsthand right. information about contacts, abductions, and things that U.S. intelligence didn't have. And so that's, that's, the, uh, that's one reason why uh, we, we, we use Bill Moore. He was liked well taken by each one of these groups. He was kind of a rock and, star uh, in the time. Like everybody was really listening to him. His book exploded. So yeah, he was well-liked and, and very popular. That's why it makes it so interesting to me that he kind of just nosedived. 
Well, uh, he, uh, he he did some other things too. He worked uh, within the Paul Benowitz case. Uh, he made contact with Bob Paul Benowitz as an outsider. I mean, this is a complex investigation. He came into it away from the government, uh, as did uh, Alan Hynek and Leo Sprinkle. They were involved in it. Um, not not uh, under our control. That's something that uh, I could talk to you about later. But but Bill was was something uh, someone that we uh, and, and number one. Paul really liked Bill Moore because he he was fascinated with his book, The Philadelphia Experiment. That was the first book, major book that uh, that Bill wrote. And then the Roswell case. And um, and we were, too, because uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of information that Bill wrote in that book uh, that was uh, provided by U.S. intelligence. And there was things that would kept out of the book at the request of U.S. intelligence. Uh, this is a sanctioned operation by the United States government. I was just somebody that was running this operation. And um, and so, you know, I was a young intelligence officer back then. Uh, I wanted to, to make sure I did my job uh, in accordance with uh, the policies and the, the, uh, the uh, operations plan. And I did. I did it, and uh, I did it well. Uh, Bill Moore was our source of information on a number of operations right up until uh, 1987 when uh, we ceased cut ties with him. And um, prior to his uh, uh, speech at the UFO convention, uh, he, he called me up and said, hey, uh, Rick, uh, I'm going to speak at the UFO convention. Now, this is after I left government service. Okay. I was no longer in a government service. This is in 89. I left in 88. Um, and I said, yeah, go at, go do it. I'll be out there with you. I didn't know what he was going to say. Okay. No so idea. you didn't know he was going to spill the beans? Nope. I was sitting in the second row and um, when, he, when he began the speech, and uh, I'm sure everyone's seen it. Uh, it shook up the entire audience. Uh, they had to control a lot of people. Uh, they stopped his speaking to control it. And then when he was finished, he snuck out the back. And uh, he actually had two of the security people at the uh, conference uh, help him out the back. Um, and they were off-duty uh, uh, state troopers. And uh, I then, at some time later, I went to his hotel. I, I knew where he was staying. And I went to him, and of course, my first uh, statement to him was, what the hell did you just do, Bill? You just cut your own throat. He said, I want out of it. I don't want to be involved in it anymore. I said, Bill, we cut you out in 1987, two years earlier. We paid you off. Why did, why did you have to do this? This actually hurt Bill more than it hurt U.S. intelligence. I mean, they didn't really care. And uh, Bill said, I just had to do it. I wanted out of it. And and so I said, well, you got to live with it, Bill. You got to live with it. And I didn't have any other contact uh, with him for another probably uh, three or four years when he uh, called me and he was uh, writing the, the, the newsletter called The Focus. I'm sure you know what that is. And he wanted to put some stuff in there about something that I had done. And I said, uh, well, I, you know, I 
I might have to clear it through U.S. intelligence if I did it during the time I was in. And he said, no, 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 no. It, it, it's nothing to do with that. It's about MJ-12. And I said, okay. So he sent me a, uh, of course, we didn't, we didn't have the internet up and running fully then, but he sent me something in the mail. I read it and I said, called him back and said, yeah, Bill, I don't care. And then I visited him once in California at Burbank where he had his uh, studio and uh, had, I think, lunch with him or dinner with him. And then I hadn't seen him again for a number of years. Uh, he showed up uh, in my town, uh, called me and uh, came by and uh, said he was moving to Pennsylvania. And uh, then he kind of dropped out of sight from that point. And the whole, like... You just addressed the MJ-12 document. Those those who are on the show don't know. If you look up Majestic 12, there there is top secret above, well, I don't know if it was above top secret, but there was documents that was released. And a lot of people, there's conjecture whether it was a false document, whether it was a real document, um, addressing the UFO uh, by our own government. Um, Caleb talked about it, uh, you know, a second ago. We, we don't know what to title this, but aliens in our own government. You know, we because we, you, you think some of it's otherworldly, but a lot of this seems to be like constant cover-ups, constant you don't know who to trust. Bill Moore, in fact, had a major hand in the MJ-12 document coming out. Some people have even thrown out that you were the one who put that document in his mailbox. There's theorists who say that. Um, there's even people who theorize that you wrote the document. There is so much conjecture. Who knows where the tr where the truth is? This this is this is the dilemma we're in. We've only got a few minutes left, um, and then we're going to go into part two. Um, here's the elephant in the room. Uh, you are a disinformation agent, but I love your career. Here's why: <laughs> you got to see stuff up close and personal. I know that if I could go inside your brain, you've seen way cool stuff. I just know you have. How can I believe what you say? I don't know. But I know this. The U.S. government can't control everything that's coming out. We see Tic Tacs flying now on videos. We see, have you seen this jellyfish video, uh, Rick? Yes. This jellyfish video has not been doctored. Governments have seen this. This is, this is have you seen the jellyfish video? We'll show that in, in part two. The, there is stuff moving. We also see planes where people are manifesting with demons or whatever on planes all over the world. We also see this mall incident in Miami. I'm going to have you on our next episode address that. Say anything you want about that. I'm going to make a prediction that in the next two to three years, we're going to see a major rollout of otherworldly technology or either inner space or, or any type of things like that. I want to arm the Christian community with truth. And ultimately, Jesus is what we stand on. So there's nothing to be afraid of for those who are in Christ. But I, I love having you on the show because you are up close and personal to all of this. And you're, I also believe you're, even though you were lying, you're still a patriot because you were protecting our secrets. So I, I applaud your service and thank you for protecting our nation. So um, we've, we've got about 15 seconds left. Caleb. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would definitely encourage everybody to stay tuned for part two. I want to bring up Pl Project Bluebeam. Um, I'm sure you've got some information on that because with so much deception that has been out there, the, the, the UAP community, you know, they don't know who to trust. They don't know what to believe. And so I want to explore all the different possibilities uh, for our audience's benefit. So thank you for joining us on part one, sir. Appreciated your time. We look forward to part two.
Okay, thank you. Absolutely. Church and State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Pastor Gabe, but calm does not suit me. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire. The doctor that I recommend for all of your needs is the underground clinic doctor, Dr. Troy Spurl. Because Dr. Troy is the best doctor, bar none. You know, this is the great thing about officialsignups.com is it's in all 50 states. You don't have to be in, in Michigan or Minnesota. You can be in Hawaii, you can be in Florida, and you can find a doctor that you can trust. If you are still wearing a mask, if you have rolled up your sleeve and gotten all the jabs and all the boosters, then official signups is not for you. You wanna go find the, one of those big pharma doctors that'll give you all the prescriptions you want and you can live a very sickly life well if you're looking for a, a doctor for yourself or maybe you're a doctor for your family or a doctor who's not going to push vaccines on you you want to go to officialsynapse.com you for sure need to mention church and state when you go to officialsynapse.com to take part in all the savings all the great deals for you and your family with the rise of the BRICS nations uh you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency the United States is not, and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail. And my suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value. I might not be a gold or silver guru, but I want to have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day. So I would definitely recommend every one of you go to BH dash pm.com all you got to do is look around and see that the price of of everything is increasing gold and silver is on the rise it's being artificially suppressed you want to schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line and you're saying please sir can i have some more stop waiting what are you waiting for four years from now prices are going to be absolutely astronomical go to bh dash pm.com get a consultation now you definitely want to mention church and state it will get you the best prices it will get you the best consultation advice use church and state when you go to bh-pm.com mypillow.com has got more than just pillows you've got your slippers your bathrobes you have towels that actually dry you off not the kind you buy at walmart where it's just kind of a slick mess uh, they have got some of the best products out there the sheets are uh, absolutely incredible i think it's a thousand count it's it's the best products you can buy and the pillows even have silencer technology in it and so if, if you need a day where you're just going to scream into your pillow don't worry your neighbors won't hear you why would you want to go to bed bath and beyond first of all they're out of business you want to go support an american-made product go to mypillow.com and then you're also supporting one of the nation's most, I would say, Jesus-filled and a company that is completely, completely built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're getting a two-for-one there. You know you've won a good night's sleep for years. You, you're, you're, you're tossing, you're turning. Just go now. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Church and State. C-H-U-R-C-H-A-N-D-S-T-A-T-E. That's church and state. You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you if you can grow a meat in a lab, if, if you want to go ahead and have Soylent Green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried, it's been then processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com.
Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows, they hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues, and uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead hands. If you want a meat that's going to last, freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want. I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code Church and steak. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal, and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14, 2. This was sacred to God. Now this is exactly why... I need some action for my people. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you.